Hi, I'm Kyle Barton on episode 409 of the MWA podcast. Brian and myself are asking Nick Gibbs the five questions. If you want to hear more about Nick, be sure to check out his interview on episode 408. But uh, so welcome back to the show, Nick. Hello. Hello. Well, before we get to the five questions, so uh, do we have anybody to thank this week? We do. Uh, A big thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Today, we're giving a big shout out to Brian Brazil. Uh, Who's that guy? I've never heard of him. I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. Yeah. Yeah, All these people. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that just support the show and nobody knows who they are. Great, <laughs> great people. Um, but if you would like to be anonymous like Brian Brazil and support the MWA podcast, go to www.patreon slash MWA podcast and you can become a supporter there, which will give you access to the podcast episodes uh, a little bit ahead of the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, Nick, for your information, Brian Brazil is uh, competing with a couple of people to be the most. Uh, often guest on the show so <laughs> we, we, we give them hell every time we can so <laughs> so go ahead and start us off there brian okay um nick so how would how would you say that you got into woodworking i got into woodworking through my father really he was a woodworker he ran this business he was he was a bodger right? not a green woodworking bodger but he just loved playing around with ideas and he had this little this chair making business and chair repair business in Highwood. And I would spend my day at time either in his little workshop or in the workshops where the chairs had been repaired. And I'd be playing around with wood and ideas. I think I was more more playing around with ideas. I was convinced or now that I invented the first skateboard by putting plywood on top of my <laughs> my sister's uh, Roma skates, and in, you know. And the first snowboard by doing something else, similar sort of thing, years before I knew what I was. So I was, I was a dabbler, and my father was a dabbler too. And so that's how I got into woodwork. We wanted to get that feel for wood amazing. Well, you brought up an interesting thing, the bodger. So I've heard that so often. So <laughs> what does the definition of a bodger actually mean? Because I've well, always, I've always... You know, my, my impression is it was like men out in the forest turning spindles and legs and stuff like that. Um, that's the polite definition. Okay. And you are absolutely right. You have somebody out there just making turning on a pole leg, uh, yeah. legs, their legs. And, and that's why Highwood is so successful as a chair making because of the beach um, forests surrounding and the Chiltern Hills around it. And, and beach was a fantastic um, material for turning, uh, green turning of legs and structures and rails. And that was a bodger. Bodgers also did other things like seat, um, bottoming seats with lads and, you know, and very often they'd be different skills. So one would be doing the seats, one would be doing the turning, one would be doing the, the, the rushing. Um, the other description of a bodger is, is pretty much like I am. I'm I'm still a bodger, just to get it a more and more skilled. I just play around with ideas and play around with wood, and that you know the the sort of the rude way of being bodger is somebody who just sort of makes a mess of it, um, okay. makes a mess of ideas and bodges and cuts corners. Um, but for you know every idea that cuts corners is another inspiration, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah. <laughs> and for every disaster, what is the phrase? For every disaster, is a bolt of lightning, or is a you know, for every disaster, is a, a silver lining. Yes. And so the Bodger has some of the best ideas. I'm sure I 
you know, wouldn't be making replica golf holes unless I had been bodging around, playing around with some idea. And um, and then you learn through that skill. And, and so, you know, I think it's a great comedy called yeah. project in either way. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, so um, what is your favorite tool? Um, my favorite tool is, uh, well, I, I, I'm quite clearly torn between the bot plane and the spoke shape. I'd have to say it's the spoke shape if I really, from a woodworking perspective, give me a woodwork, or give me a spoke shape and a shaving hose, even the most basic shaving hose. Um, it doesn't have to be a classy, great thing. It can be just one which is cramped or bench top. Um, but give me a spoke shape and I'll be a very happy person. Um, Though I'd have to say that my favorite tool, quite obviously, is the Leatherman, and um, which I've lost a few of them, but I've made a few bits with, with my Leatherman and do quite a lot of the work for my chairman with the Leatherman. The blade is still the sharpest blade, the pliers are still the best pliers, the scissors are the best. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal piece of equipment, and I would recommend the Wave. Uh, model, the model wave, and if you get a chance and willing to pay extra for the stainless steel model, it's well worth it. <laughs> okay, well, fantastic. Okay, uh, Nick, who has influenced you the most? Well, other than my father, though probably he hasn't most because he's had the, the he's over the years had the maddest ideas and um, has installed in and filled me with the inspired me with the idea of being self sufficient, not self sufficient, self employed self-reliant so i suppose he is but i mean probably the person who had the most impact was um kevin cox the publisher who then inspired me to to get encouraged me to go and find john brown and john you know had an enormous impact on me but you know if i had to thank somebody it would have to be on two people be kevin and my father for you know, having such an impact on my life as a publisher and as a woodwork okay and um so who has been your biggest stumbling block or what is your biggest stumbling block should i say um or you could take that either way who or what (laughs) (laughs) Uh, john was a stumbling block at times but uh, not a huge one in my life um fine at the moment it's finding a workshop and having a workshop and finding a Mm. that has been really frustrating uh is at the moment really frustrating i think that's um uh the biggest stumbling. oh i don't know grain Brain direction, perhaps that's <laughs> <laughs> is perhaps the universal a truth for woodworkers. Um, yes. Uh, if only it was all like pear. If I had a pear wood, British European pear wood is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, if you get a chance, I'm not sure that pear in the US is as good. In fact, I believe it has quite a, a low. It's not as popular. States no, I don't think it's it's not it's not as popular. I've seen some tools uh, made from pear wood, but I don't think it's quite quite what it is in Europe. No, it's a very special yeah. thing. Anyway, uh, so yeah, stumbling block is uh, like a workshop and too much grain. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, so how uh, question five here? How has the internet influenced your work? Um, Wow, that's a very good question because I'm such a luddite that um, uh, I, uh, when I came back to editing magazines after about five or six years from not it, I was stunned to discover things like Instagram and all sorts of things. We started with I think, 200 followers about two years ago. We now have 
nearly 9,000. And I'm not sure if that's good or bad, but it sounds a lot. Um, and it feels like a lot enough. Anyway, it's influ- I mean, I find lots of ideas for people through the So it's influenced Quirkus enormously by putting me in touch with people like ourselves and many, many, many. Um, I'm trying to think that it's, it's influenced me in a great way in the past. It didn't, I mean, in the past, when I was, when I was first using online for good working, one of the things, and this is sort of makes me think about the Instagram comments that we've been discussing last episode, last podcast about Instagram changing, is that when I used to run stories, I would probably illegally have a very long list of um, email addresses of subscribers or things like that. Thousands of them I built up over the years. And I would send out an email to people asking for their comments and questions. And they would come back. And they would come back, not anonymously, but without anybody um, privately, so nobody else could read them. So I could then edit them and produce them as information that no one had otherwise seen. So there was an incentive for people to find out what what everyone was saying. So I was holding on to that information. Now, um, you know, the comments on Instagram have rather ruined the whole idea of having letters pages in magazines. Arguably. Yeah, and it's been a you know I'm not you know I'm not saying it isn't a good thing I am but it has definitely the whole club nature of being a magazine of being a club where it has members has definitely been undermined enormously affected enormously which cuts both it all cuts both ways in ways it opens us up to lots of things in other ways it makes editing the magazine so much more difficult and I don't you know I don't have the time to go through all the massive amount of online presence. And I don't want my life to be ruled by the um, mm-hmm. To um, So it's great talking to people like you because you act as a sort of reminder on writing down names of people that you make who I should contact. And it's great having people like you who can act as a bit of a conduit towards, um, you know, what's going on social media and all that sort of stuff so I can stay in touch in those weeks and days <laughs> when I forget that I've got a magazine to edit. well fantastic well we appreciate that um so um where can folks uh find you on the internet should they uh, so choose to well um on instagram which is is still to me fantastic it's at quirkus magazine and personally it's at nick f gibbs thank you so much um and on for you know to visit it's quirkusmagazine.com or nick gibbs I was extremely fortunate in mid 20 years ago going online and accidentally looking up nickgibbs.com as a potential URL um, uh, uh, and finding it sort of it. And, um, and it was a, a great shot, but there you go. I was left with <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you were because, uh, you know, in the woodworking circles, you're the most famous Nick Gibbs, but I know there are some others out there too. <laughs> <laughs> So, Brian, what about yourself? Uh, just pretty much on Instagram at Obst Woodworks, which is, and Obst is O B S T. Yes, that's that's good point. O B S T works on Instagram, and you can always find me at Barton.com on Instagram, or at BBCustomTools, BBCustomTools.com, or YouTube, BBCustomTools, or myself, Kyle Barton. And that just about wraps it up for this show. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.